Hello, you are listening to the Can Worms podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Zonnefeld, and we will be tackling a new kind of series of episodes. We'll see how long I do it. I was told by some friends, yeah, we'd love to hear you talk about dating. So um, I've been dating, and so we're going to talk about that and uh so thank you so much for tuning in and uh no sponsors or anything yet right now we're just kind of doing this for fun um but i've been doing a lot of stuff and i'm finally getting back to it so i'm happy to be back and hopefully there are still some of you out there listening so thanks for tuning in and uh we'll get into it here in a little bit all right we are here i didn't really too many notes i kind of know overall what i'm going to be talking about um but someone said i should like i kind of said in the intro do an episode on exactly what dating has been like for me in the past few um uh in the past i guess year and beyond uh it's been an interesting time and I've definitely made some mistakes and I've also done things that I think I did well. So, um, anyway, I would say I've overall done better with dating than I haven't done, but I've definitely had some really stupid moments. And so anyway, some of those might come out during this, but why not? What do I have to lose? You know, but, um, so I guess I'll uh, before I jump into the story I wanted to share today, um, those of you who are listening, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, it. It always feels good to know that there are people out there listening and you know letting me into their daily activities and whatnot. So I I really do appreciate it, and I hope that that uh, doesn't go like unappreciated or unnoticed. I, I, anytime someone reaches out and says, when's the next episode, that's kind of what pushes me to in the back of my mind think, yeah, you're right. I do need to make another episode. So here we are, we're doing the episode. So thank you so much. Uh, let me know any ways you think I can improve or ways that, um, I, you know, please, I would love it if you share it with people, but yeah, if there's any way I can get better, um, I think that that would just really help me. And cause I, I don't know, I, I'm a perfectionist, so I love doing things well. So anyway, let me know if you guys have any topics and stuff on this, you want to hear about specifically related to dating or other things. It's a can of worms podcast, so we do it all, but, um, I'm sure having guests has been a lot of fun hearing their stories. So that'd be something I would love to do more of. I forget who I had on last. Um, I know Christine might've been the last episode, but like, I can't remember if we had, I remember there was someone who was like, I want to do this. I have the equipment. And if you're listening, I keep forgetting who you are. So please let me know if you wanted to be on and we'll get you on here. So um, anyway, with all that being said, longest intro ever, um, I'm just going to talk a bit about a story I had recently with 
uh, date I went on, and it's pretty wild, and I'm not even sure what to think about it. Um, my friends say I'm not crazy, but um, it was something I hadn't really experienced before, I guess. Um, so, backstory. I uh, met this person through the dating apps, of course, and um, was, I don't know if we should use aliases here um, or a nickname. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We'll just, we'll call this girl. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of names and then I'm like, oh, I can't say that name. I can't say this name. Um, we'll just call this person, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> call this person M. How about that? Um, short for their full name. <laughs> I'm not trying to oust anyone here. Um, so M and I connected on Hinge and conversation went really well. Typically with me and dating, uh, and maybe this will come out in other episodes, assuming I can get on a good schedule. But typically what the like online dating scene looks like for me is I will match with someone, try to talk with them, and I try not to spend too long. I feel like you can kind of tell when the other person is as interested in you as you are in them and conversation flows. And it basically I kind of look for someone I look for a girl who's going to ask me as many questions as I'm asking her, you know, trying to get to know each other. And that can only go on for so long before I decide, okay, either I am interested or I'm not interested. And so then I go, hey, why don't we just like talk about this stuff in person? Let's have a date. And typically with the dates, I try not to do anything too fancy or crazy. Um, I'm sure, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm trying to, like, censor myself, but maybe I shouldn't, since this podcast, I should just be transparent. I was going to say, I feel like I try not to do anything too fancy, because I'm, I guess I'm just never sure about someone. I've never gone on a date with someone, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm so pumped, and so I've never been, like, in this headspace of, like, I have to, like, this has to be the most ultimate date. Like, I don't know. It just feels like you're setting yourself, you're, ugh, sorry, you're setting yourself up for failure there um, because you're basically setting it up to be like, this is what dating will be like with me every time. Like, it's not going to be just, uh, like, every time's going to be crazy. No, for me, right, I'm, I try to live a fun life, but I'm not going to be able to be, Mr. Adventure, The Bachelor, or whatever, every single date, right? I'm trying to do my best, but that isn't necessarily what I'm going to be able to to, to do every date. Um, so in my opinion, if you're with someone that you should be with, then just any amount of quality time you spend with each other should feel like, you know, you're at a five-star restaurant or a one star like I feel like it should all feel the same you should still feel the same about that person all that like obviously it it feels good to have those experiences with someone you love but that's just kind of my take so anyway back to the story I'm sorry so connect with this girl M 
talking and eventually I'm like, you know what? This conversation is going really well. I think she's cute. I think we should, you know, see what this is like in person. So I ask her on a date. She says yes. And as we're planning it, what, you know, kind of made me more um, appreciative of her was like, she really helped me plan it in some way. So like, I'll, I'll go on another rant here in a second, but basically maybe I'll do my rants at the end. Okay. I'll do my rants at the end. So she helps me plan it. And in a way, like I had a plan, it ended up getting, uh, I forget what we were going to like go to a park or something like that and do like a picnic or, or what was it? I, Oh yeah. We were just going to like, basically I was, one of the things I told her was like, I feel like I'm really good at making a game out of the monotonous or making a game out of the boring. Like for instance, sometimes you might just be at a park and you don't have any plans, but when you're with someone that you're excited to be with, you're able to like bounce off of each other. You're able to like play off of each other's like positivity, if you will. And so like, I was telling her, like, when I'm with someone that I like and it's going well, like, I'll make a game of, like, throwing rocks and, like, or, like, you know, I remember me and a bunch of friends once played rock uh, bocce ball where we, like, didn't have a set, but we found a bunch of stones on the beach and, like, made our own game out of it. And so I was kind of saying that. So so originally the date was supposed to be that. We got rained out because Seattle weather has been crazy lately. And, uh, it's just like, I just got another announcement from my, um, echo dot that there's a wind advisory for tomorrow and the next day, apparently, which is like, it's, it seems to be happening a lot more. So anyway, a lot of rain here lately. I, I would say it's kind of uncharacteristic of Seattle. It's more of a meme than, excuse me, and more of a meme than like actuality. So anyway, so then that's why she ended up helping me a bit. So I felt like I should clarify that because I know some of you listeners right now are going, Jesse, you scumbag. Why are you not planning this first date? Isn't that like the guy's duty? I don't know. That's a part of what I want to talk about later a little bit. But like, I do kind of agree the guy should be involved mostly in planning the first date, right? If you're into like chivalry, all that. So like I try to do my best at the same time. I think it's up to the other person, the woman, to be like, hey, uh, I don't like these things. I'm allergic to these foods, all that kind of stuff. So then I can know, okay, I'm not just planning a date you're going to hate, right? That would be really annoying. So anyway, she helps me plan it a bit, says she knows of this cool little board game food place. I go, sweet. So we're going to do like dinner, play board games. And in general, I like to do an activity on a first date if I can. Um, For the most part in this season of dating, I've kind of felt off from myself. So normally I can just talk. As you can tell from this podcast, I feel like I'm okay at talking. But um, lately I felt like I'm not really myself. I felt kind of like depressed or whatever. And so it's been kind of tough to like get out of that rut and so having an activity just kind of eases my nerves on a date especially one that i'm like wanting to impress someone on because then i can be like cool hopefully some of my like quirkiness or my weirdness can come out 
I'm not trying to cover that up. I want them to know about that so they can be like, oh, he's funny or he's weird in this way. And like, I like that kind of a thing. I want someone to like my weird qualities as much as my quote unquote normal ones. So anyway, we go to this place. It's a great time. Um, we're laughing. We're having food. It ends up being way more of a like, um, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but way more of like a nerdy board game place than like a restaurant place that you would take like a family. It's like hardcore gamers are there playing different games that they love to play. And me and this girl are just on a date in the middle of all these people. And like there is some smell of like uh, some musk, if you will, to the place. Not really that much, but just like you can tell it's like that that's kind of like the vibe. So the staff is great. They recommend different drinks we can get. And so, and what's really f- cool about this date that I remember is, so we're eating, we ended up picking out some board games. We, n- we didn't really play any board games cause we were so, and I feel like that's a good sign of a good first date, right? You, you don't need an, you don't need like an excuse to like break up the flow or you don't need something to go away because you're like awkward or whatever. Like we were in, we were like asking each other questions. It was like nonstop, like back and forth banter and whatnot. So like it was fun. But, and, and the thing I was going to say that impressed me was I would say, you know, going on dates and stuff, it's been mostly me paying for stuff and that's fine. And I think I'm willing to like take that. But to a certain point, I think it is nice when like there's a level of mutual respect, like both the guy and the girl, they both are like, hey, I'm invested in getting to know you and I'm willing to like back that up kind of a thing. So you can be on whether, what, well, whatever side of the spectrum on that that you would like to be. But um that's just kind of my thoughts. It's like, it always really impresses me when the girl is like, here, let me pay for my side. You pay for your side or just like, Hey, let me get the next date or whatever. Like if I pay for the first date and that's it, like whatever. But, um, it is nice when like the other person offers and, and I feel like that you get a bit of a glimpse of their character kind of through that too, which is attractive. Um, so anyway, she ended up buying us a second round of drinks. We're hanging out. We were there from like 7 p.m. when the date started to like 11 p.m. when this place closes. Like all the hardcore gamers for the most part have left. And I'm like, what the heck? This date went really well. So at the end of the date, so during during the date there, we were kind of like in this room. We were eating and drinking. There was these flags for, I don't know if you're, any of you who listen are um, – are like aware or like um, well-versed in like Game of Thrones stuff. But there's Game of Thrones, the like flags of all the different houses in this place. And so she made a comment earlier and I was like, oh yeah, it was a great show except for the last season, blah, 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 blah. And then she went and said like, man, I, I feel like this is just giving me a hankering to like watch this. Like I just have this desire to watch the show again all the way through or whatever. And so, or like watch an episode. So then we get to the end of the date. I'm like, all right, like this is fun. She's like, you know what? Like, would you be down to like, uh, like at this point, like I think things are going pretty well. Like, would you be down to like come over to my place? Let's just watch an episode of Game of Thrones or whatever, which <laughs> a lot of you are probably dying right now because you know 
that show or whatever and how awkward it might be to watch that with someone that you just met. But um, ended up not being bad because so anyway, long story short, she ends up at basically inviting me to her place to like hang out, watch a show. And I was like, sure. So uh, we go over there. She has a dog and she named the dog um, after one of the characters in the show. Um, and so I thought that was really funny because I'm like, dang, this girl loves Game of Thrones. So anyway, um, oh, and I should mention on the date we had talked about Enneagrams. I know some of you are like, yes. And some of you are like, no, but we did talk about Enneagrams. Um, and so she was an eight and I was a one. And the reason I even mentioned that is that comes into play later on in the story. So we're watching the show and, um, and, and, you know, things that ended up going like pretty well. So like, I just said, like, I'm, I'll give her a kiss. So like I gave her a kiss and, uh, and it seemed like, things were good or whatever, no weird vibes or anything. And then like, we, so we were, we were watching on the couch and she ends up like falling asleep. And so, and we're in like the middle of the first e hour episode that we were watching. And so I'm like, Hey, do you need me to leave? Like, I know you have work tomorrow. Like, should I like head out or whatever? And she goes, no, no, that's okay. Like I'm good. I'm comfortable, blah, blah. blah. So she ends up just falling asleep. And then, um, I'm watching the episode ends and I like kind of wake her up. I'm like, Hey, the episode's over. Do you, do you want me to go? Or like, what do you want to do? And she's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, I'll just stay. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, just so you know, like I can't like, I'm, I'm, I was trying to be like, you have an out. Like, I know, like, I don't know. I don't know what is happening at this point because I didn't realize she was just going to like fall asleep. Like it's a very interesting vibe. So then, um, we end up, uh, watching the second, or I guess I end up watching the second episode. And by then I'm, it's like, <laughs> it's like one or 2 AM. I don't even know. And I'm like, I need to leave nothing. Like I'm not getting to know this person anymore. And I feel bad because she needs to go to work the next day. So um, and she has to wake up early. So I'm like, Hey, I think I should go. It's late, whatever you need to sleep. And she's like, okay. So like, she was like pinning me to the couch essentially. So I, she like gets up so then I can like get out from without like throwing her off of me kind of a thing. So I get up, I'm leaving. And then she just goes right back down to laying down. And I'm like, uh, Hey, you know, you're gonna have to work tomorrow. Do you have like an alarm set? Like you seem very tired and it seems like you're just gonna like be out for the count. And she's like, Oh, I normally set it with my Alexa or whatever. And I'm like, okay. Um, shouldn't you do that then? And she's like, okay, yeah, you're, I should. So she like gets up and does that. Right. So I don't think anything of that, that might play a factor in my post analysis of this date as well. So then I go, right? And so this is this is like one of the better dates I would say I've been on in the past year and a half. Like 
by far. Like it just felt like everything was really clicking. So I felt really good. I had a really good time. I felt like we both made for the most part, really good decisions. And so then I, I leave. Um, now one thing for me, I'll mention about her place was that, oh, this was an interesting maybe, um, component is she, um, she was wearing this one outfit when we were on our date. When I came to her place, she had completely changed into like sweats, like all sweats. And I was just like, okay, nice. Like I'm still in all of my clothes, but okay. And they were just like covered in dog hair. And I was like, okay, this is an interesting vibe. Now, for those of you who don't know me super well, I'm a bit of a clean freak. Like for me, when... I don't know. For me, it I I just like things to be clean. I like you know my roommates will attest to this. I might I feel like I've mentioned this on the show before, but I'm a clean freak. Okay, I like things clean. So when I came to the, her place and she's covered in dog hair, there's a dog. Like I love dogs, um, but I don't love it when like if you were to pet the dog, all this hair comes off with it, kind of a thing. Like the shedding and stuff. Like I'm a clean freak. So I was already trying to like battle through some of my own because you can say that's on me right like I need to get over it whatever so I'm trying to battle over that so like I didn't let that bother me now the reason I mentioned that is after this date I, you know the next day I say hey, I had a good time whatever a day passes I get a I text her again I say hey you know how, how are you doing blah, blah blah she tells me she's going away for the weekend and that and I kind of knew that. And I said, Hey, I'd love to do a second date. And she was like, Oh, well, you know, I did have a good time, but, and so then I was like, Oh no, what is going on? I'm so confused. Cause it went well. She goes, but, uh, you know, we were taught when we were talking on the date, and you mentioned you're an Enneagram one, I am an eight and my ex was also an Enneagram one. And so I just, you know, based off of that and how that went, that relationship, I just feel like we're not going to be a very good match. And so I just didn't want to, uh, you know, I just feel like I didn't want to go on a second date because you're probably going to be very similar to my ex. And, and basically that's not cool with me or whatever. And I'm like, what the, what, what do I even do with that? Like, and so then I tried to push back on that. I'm like, you know, I think the Enneagram's great and all for like helping us, you know, learn about ourselves. But I think that's all it is, is like a useful tool for like discover self-discovery or what, what have you. And so then with her talking about, you know, comparing me to someone that, you know, I, you don't want to be compared to someone's ex if you're interested in them. That means that you have been signed off for failure. Like this is donezo. And so, you know, she says that and I'm like, push back. And she just, you know, maybe she had other reasons. It could have been as simple as she didn't feel it. Right. But I think my issue in this circumstance is, you, you know, when you compare me to an ex, when you use kind of this weird explanation. I can't control who I am. I can't control 
your experience with your ex. The only thing that I and like she can control is how we, you know, learn from it and, and move forward. And I feel like I am a pretty good person. You know, like I said at the beginning of this, I've made mistakes, but like I'm growing and I'm trying to get better. And, and, and I felt like there was something here that maybe we kind of like ended up missing out on in the end, even, you know, and, and so that's what I'm saying. The dog stuff or cleanliness, like that's such a dumb reason for me to be like, I don't want to date her. And I knew that. And I was willing to like push through that, be uncomfortable, what have you. But, um, anyway, so that's the, the story. And so then after that, I was just like, okay, I guess this is done. I'm just, you know, I'm definitely disappointed because I thought there was something, you know, that this was like maybe the beginning of, of something and it's just done. So that was, uh, kind of my, my story. And so, um, so that's, that's kind of, I don't know if that's, I won't wrap up there, but that's like the ending of that. Um, if you guys have more questions on that, feel free to text me or ask me about it. Um, but yeah, definitely. And a kind of sad, unfortunate ending to that whole situation. So, um, my, my random rant I had mentioned earlier. Um, so what I was going to say was, um, I guess this is me through my experiences wanting to kind of talk to the, the women of the podcast, if there's any women out there and if, uh, yeah, if you like, Oh, I got a public safety message from Seattle, apparently. So. What in the world? I don't know what that means. Okay. Well, anyway, sorry, it was giving me a phone number and I had no idea what that means. But um, so so here's my like random PSA about dating from a guy's perspective. Okay. I would say. And, and I tried my best not to do this, but if I would say women, if you are interested in someone and you matched with them, you know, sometimes like sometimes I get tired of reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. And so and then the other person uh, is never responds like I've had a lot of those where I'll, I'll reach out ghosted no explanation, just like they weren't feeling it or whatever that feels bad. So then other times, you know, I'll match with someone and I'm like, I don't know based on their profile, but I'll match with this person. I think it's nice when the girl also puts a little effort of like, okay, I'll send a first message or whatever. Right. Like some of these apps like Bumble are designed around that. Right. Which also, I feel like means you're set up for failure as the dude because on that app, you'll match with someone. And if the girl doesn't send a message or isn't looking at her phone, done right there. No explanation. It's just over. So that's something I wanted to say about that. Um, just like communicate. Like, I feel like even if you're not feeling it, just say that. I, I, I have made the mistake a few times um, where I've gone on dates recently and and just you know after not feeling it kind of left it and 
I would say a part of that is I was kind of wanting that other person to show a pursuit as well because it felt like I'll respond for, or say something first and kind of lead things. And it's nice when it's like a two-way street. And then I felt bad and I had to message those people and say like, hey, I'm not trying to ghost you. I'm sorry. Like I should have done better. But like I, I just like don't think that I want to go on more dates or whatever kind of a thing. So like I'm, I'm trying to improve in that. So I'm, I'm preaching myself as much as anyone, but like if you have guys talking to you, like at the very least, like either unmatch them or tell them you're not interested or whatever, you don't even have a, you don't even have to have an explanation necessarily. Just don't have a bad explanation or just don't ghost them is what I would say. Um, and then the other thing is the whole Enneagram thing, I don't know. Just like, I guess one thing I wanted to say is like, give guys a chance. Like, there are so many people that I feel like I've gotten to know that probably if they saw me on a dating app would never have even wanted to talk to me or whatever. And now we're friends or, you know, whatever. Like, I think giving people the benefit of the doubt is the best option for the most part. I mean, you need to be attracted to someone, but like if you're matched with someone, there's obviously some sort of interest there. Like, like give the effort, give the benefit of the doubt or like give some people a shot that maybe you wouldn't normally. Like, I feel like I've been trying to do that in my life in the past of like, you know, I might not normally date this kind of person, but let's just see where it goes. Um, so that's kind of like my thought. Um, and yeah, I feel like I had another thought. I forget what like the thing I was going to rant on from the beginning of this was. Um, oh, I remember. This is my last thought. Final thought with dating. For me... And this one, I might get a lot of blowback, so that's fine. I don't think I'll get that much blowback, but just saying, like, some people are very sensitive on this topic, which is pets, okay? Now, with your pets, okay, I, like I said, am a clean freak. So if someone like me is trying to put in effort, that's great. But I see all of these profiles saying that you have to be a dog lover, you have to be a pet this, a dog this, a cat person, whatever, and I'm like, why? Like, I think one of the tougher things, and maybe this isn't a big deal for everyone, but, you know, if you made the decision, guy or girl, to buy a pet, to get a pet, cat, dog, what have you, Komodo dragon, I don't care, that's on you and... You know, if someone truly loves you, yes, they'll come to love your pet or whatever. But expecting someone, I feel like, to come in and instantly be an animal person or a dog or whatever, I I think that that's just kind of immature. And I feel like that's something that I'm, like, kind of turned off by with these dating apps is, like, when someone is saying, like, you need to love my dog. And it's like, you know if I like you, I probably will like your dog or I'll grow to like your dog. But like, I don't know. It just feels like it's this additional barrier to dating some people of like, Oh, I have a pet 
and you need to meet my pet right away or you need to like be okay with this or whatever and it's like what the i i just got here that's kind of a lot and this isn't like people are treating it treating their pets like it's their kid or whatever and the single moms who are on these dating apps are a lot of the times not and I, I guess it kind of goes with them too, but a lot of times they're saying like, I want you to get to know me first. I don't want to like bring my kid into this. There are some single moms who are out there on the, on the app that are saying like, you have to love my kid or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Like eventually, yes, like that's a part of it. But like, I, I, I just feel like we need to focus on, I guess the, like, it is good to be aware of that. Right. Like, I think that's totally healthy, but I think expecting people to know right away if they're in or out, I guess that's more of what I'm talking to. Like it's good to be aware of what things come with dating someone, but I'm, I think there needs to be a lot more grace on both sides given to, you know, getting the process of it, getting to know one another saying like, Hey, let's get to know each other. I'm, I'm, you know, I think you're attractive or I'm interested in you and let's just kind of see where this goes. And then if down the line, it comes to, you know, some of these other things, they might be deal breakers or they might not. But like, I feel like everyone is so worried about, Oh, I have to be fine right away. It's like, no, like just, you know, trust that process. And learn about one another first like don't worry about all the extra stuff (laughs) because if you don't like someone things will come up very quickly and if you do like someone I feel like you know love is all about sacrifice and people will be willing to sacrifice for that's you know someone that they love so anyway that's my long rant um you know, I, I definitely am in, in the boat of I'm kind of not like, I don't feel like dating (laughs) has ever been like fun as a like Christian single man. Like I think there have been fun moments here and there, but I don't feel like it's the same as like what the normal, like American culture, like kind of has an experience with it. Like, like as a Christian guy, like I kind of am, you know, I hold myself to a a different moral standard than a lot of people, I guess. And so I end up, you know, it ends up not being like fun because I maybe it's I don't know what it is, but it's just like ends up just being a lot of work because you're like, oh, date this person. Yikes, that didn't work out. Okay, next person. Okay, turn down there. Okay. And for whatever reason, right? Like there's there's like, uh, I guess four scenarios, right. Where with dating, there's like the, like, like a square, right. With, with, if you were to imagine like a X, Y thing and, you know, square one is both people like each other. That's, that's the only scenario, right. Where like things work out. Then there's scenario two and three, which are like one or the other person, like the other person, but the other person, doesn't so there's only there's one person who's interested and one person who isn't right there's two instances of that and then there's scenario four which is neither person is interested so there's three out of four 
it's not going to work out. There's only one scenario where it actually works out. So anyway, it's already hard enough making that happen, right? Without adding all these other hurdles. So anyway, I'll probably end it there. This is a long episode, but uh, thanks for listening. We'll see if I do more. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm thinking of doing, I don't know, like more episodes here and there. So, um, whether it's on this topic or other topic, maybe have guests, but, uh, trying to find a rhythm. I just little update on me. I finished school recently. So my online boot camp for UX design, if you know anyone that needs a UX designer and is willing to hire an entry level person. I'm your guy, super hardworking, all that jazz. If you don't, that's okay. Um, but finish school. Um, I've been applying to jobs and all this stuff and been building my laser, almost done with that. So I basically just have a lot of projects that are like nearing completion. And so because of that, I'm just trying to like start doing some of the things I love. So might start streaming, uh, I'm on Twitch and yeah, so we'll see. Just trying to think of fun projects to do and stuff. So anyway, I think that's it for me. So thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you guys have a great uh, rest of your week. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. And that you just know that uh, there, you know, this is a tough time, but I hope you all know that there's definitely people out there who love you and are for you and have your back. And no matter how bad it might seem that there are a lot of people who are out there who care about you, uh, even if you might not even realize it. So anyway, just think that's always important to mention that, you know, it's it can be tough, but that we got to try to look and try to make each day great look for the bright side and make each day great, which is why I love that movie uh, about time. So anyway, thank you so much, everyone. And I'm out. Peace. Peace.